Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you. So today we're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching It's Monday. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at 205 271 and you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. So here we are, it's October 30th. Question for this week is this, what are the feast days of, why are the feast days of all saints and all souls meaningful for you and how do you celebrate them? And we want you to call in, you make the show. So we really want to know why those feast days are significant for you. Maybe there's some story associated with each one of them, or just the joys you get over celebrating the communion of saints from which both of those feast days really flow from. Or maybe there's a favorite saint that you want to share about, or maybe a saint that you're named after. So what do those feast days mean to you personally, and how do you celebrate them? What do you do with your children so that they can understand uh, the feast of all saints and all souls? So I know that so many people, yeah. I mean, just being out in the community, there's a lot of uh, celebration and it's, it could be rather ghoulish um, with mm. headstones and skeletons yeah. and witches and ghosts yeah. and all those things as they are. But you know, this is the church's holiday <laughs> and we need to celebrate the church's holiday. When we were walking, you said, you know what I would like to, cause yeah. I mean, people were putting some elaborate Skeletons things. Skeletons are really big. Skeletons yeah. are really big. You said, you know what? I would like to put a statue up of Jesus and have all these skeletons yeah. bending their knee and the scripture verse being every knee will yeah. bow and every tongue yeah. confess yeah. that Don't Jesus do that. I'm going to patent that idea. I'm going to make something with all those skeletons, those yeah. witches, all there, and Jesus is there, and all bending the knee to Jesus Christ. How does that sound? Well, our bishop, Bishop Raker, does something that's really wonderful related to All Souls Day, yes. which is November 2nd, right? Yes. Yeah, November 2nd. And uh, he just started this last year, our bishop in the Diocese of Birmingham, and uh, what he does is he holds mass in the cemetery, one of the largest cemeteries in the state of Alabama, Elmwood Cemetery which we're going to be laid to rest as well. Yeah, we're and there's 140,000 140, people buried there, and also um, it's like 400 acres, this oh, cemetery. It's amazing. But I, I've never gone to a mass in a cemetery. So Bishop Raker does a great job with this. Some of our sisters here locally come, and priests and laity, we all gather together. And he holds that, uh, which he'll be doing November 2nd. You can see it there, 9 a.m. If you're in the Birmingham area, please come and, and join us, 9 a.m., on the Feast of all, all Souls, excuse me. And so he, he holds this, and he holds it by the grave of Father James E. Coyle, which was a priest who was assassinated at, at what become the cathedral, St. Paul's, now it's St. Paul's you know, Cathedral in Birmingham. So it's not just for him, but he holds it there, mm. and it's for all the dead. Yes. And he blesses the graves. And it's just, it's really victorious, and really helps you to understand what it means to celebrate all souls, that we are a fraternity, we are a fellowship, we are a family, we are a communion, and that we're in communication with one another. Mm -hmm. Those who are upon the face of the earth seeking to be holy people and eventually saints and praying, you know, all of us together and those in process, right, going from one place, you know, or, or one being, they're being perfected, being mm -hmm. purified, maybe called purgatory or purification, 
And just somehow we're all together as a family and doing that in the cemetery and kind of imaging, hey, one day everybody here is going to be resurrected to life or to death. So it's just a great, great thing. Well, it is beautiful. And so the question is this, <clears throat> why are the feast days of all saints and all souls meaningful for you? And how mm. do you celebrate them? We would love for you to give us a call at 1-800-221-9460. Please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions on our show. So if you're watching, it's Monday. Give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. Outside North America, 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com. And check us out on Facebook. So why are the feast days of all saints and all souls meaningful for you? And how do you celebrate them? Yes. And we will celebrate them. We will go to Mass 6.30 on Wednesday morning um, at the cathedral. We'll celebrate. And then also you're going to go to the cemetery right. um, where you can make that. Um, you're and all beautiful saints mass is a day there. of uh, uh, holy obligation. Yes. So, you know, what do you do? You go to Mass. That mm -hmm. You're obligated to do so. And, and what a celebration that is. I mean, the readings from, from Matthew, is chapter five, and blessed are, uh, are the poor in spirit for theirs to the kingdom of heaven. All these virtues and graces given to people. Blessed are those who mourn, you will be comforted. And all this, all this hope, mm -hmm. lead a holy life, just give everything to the Lord, and you have the hope of, of eternal life. So the readings are just really, really incredible. And then you go on to All Souls Day, um, and that's not a day of holy obligation. But it really is a, a great day to go to Mass anyway. Mm -hmm. And of course, we've listed people that our pastor, Father Jerebek, is going to be praying for mm -hmm. on that day. So our right. loved ones who've passed on to be with the Lord, um, holy souls, possibly going through purgation or possibly saints, um, you know, we, we pray for them. And so yes. that's a day to pray. It's a day to visit cemeteries and graves and honor your loved ones and so many other things. So. And it is beautiful because then Father takes all those envelopes, so beautiful, and he wraps them up in the lovely elegant bow and he leaves them on the altar for the entire month of November. That's incredible. I didn't realize that. And, and so it is a beautiful thing. If you have the opportunity to participate that at your parish, we yeah. encourage you to do that. It's, it's very comforting, and especially when you go into Mass and you see that, you know, beautiful stack of envelopes yeah, there. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. So we have a phone call from Debbie from New York. Debbie, welcome to At Home with Jim and Joy. Your comment about All Saints and All Souls and why it's important to you. Hi guys, thank you for thank you for listening to me today. Well, uh, like I was telling the uh, gentleman, it's always all saints and all souls. We're, I was raised to remember them always. Of course, on the day I attend mass, um, I light candles. Um, you know, remember the souls of purgatory. Most importantly, my mom raised me to always pray for them. She says they need our prayers the most. But it's not just the two days. Of course, they're special, but it's all year long in my family. 
we venerate the saints. We have our special saints. And also in my parishes that I belong to, I've, I've, I've just uh, moved it. I'm in a new parish. Um, I put the, I do, they have the envelopes, and those envelopes are remembering all our loved ones and who we want to pray for. And again, it's the whole month of November. It's a beautiful practice. And uh, it's just a beautiful two days. It is. Debbie, thank you so much for calling. And it, it is really true, you know, and I'm a convert, so coming from Protestant land into Catholic land, it was kind of a little bit of a switch and a change for me, yeah. but it made perfect sense, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it just was like, that makes sense, because, you know, you want to uh, do something when people die, you don't really know what to do. You want to maybe light a candle. And if you're not a person that's in the church or you have these symbols in the church for you to participate in, you don't know what to do with it. And so kind of you, you make something up on your own yeah. and probably that's not the, the best thing. You're trying yeah. to make an observance of some kind. But I mean, people go to the cemetery, they just feel like they're supposed to go and honor the dead that way. They feel like I, I have a candle at my house. The beautiful thing for us being Catholic is, you, you, like Debbie said, you have statues, you have your favorite saint, you have your candles, and you're making petitions. You're asking them to pray for you, that you too would finish your race, that you would run your race with great love, with great virtues, and that's the whole purpose why we have saints well, too. There's also a recommendation here. The Office of the Dead, possibly pray the Office of the Dead on those days as church approved private devotion and it's a part of the, the liturgy of the hours. Mm -hmm. So that this, the office of the dead, and that would be a beautiful thing to do. So these days are really set apart, especially all saints, to, to praise and glorify the Lord, to have these beautiful examples and models. Do you have a saint's name? What name did you take during confirmation to know them, to ask their intercessions, mm -hmm. to know the gifts that they had that have been on earth that are now perfected, and say, could you please help me? I need some help in these particular areas. And then as our uh, Debbie, who called in, you know, it's a whole month mm -hmm. of prayer. And again, all this flows out of the beautiful teaching of the Catholic Church. We say it in the creed, right? I believe mm -hmm. in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. So this is all about community. Mm -hmm. This is about family. And, and, and that, that we're never like away from our loved ones, whether they're here on earth or they're going through purgation, a process, of God's cleansing power, of something, some residue of sin or something we should have done that we didn't do. It's not mortal sin, because if you have mortal sin, you're going to the other place. Um, so, so purgation, purgatory, um, is, is that cleansing, that purifying power, so that we might come into the full light and stand you know, before our Lord with the right garments on, mm -hmm. cleansed and purified. And we, we just don't know you know, really our, our final state. We want to be a state in the state of, you know, n no sin, blessed before the Lord. But, you know, oftentimes like, you know, like when I'm all dressed up and I'm going out someplace, I'm feeling really good about, you know, how I'm doing okay. And all of a sudden you say, well, you can't go out like that. So what are you talking about? You got a piece of lint here. You got something in your hair. You got this or that. But we feel like we're okay, but maybe we're not okay. Mm -hmm. It's before God that we stand or that we fall. And so sometimes we need a little cleaning up, a little tweaking before we get there. Well, you know, and the way the world handles this is, you know, like you turn on the TV and everything is scary and it's, it's yeah. ghoulish, it's witchy, 
it's demonic, <laughs> and you know, it's uh, commercials, I mean, yeah. everything. Yeah. And so as a church, I think the Catholic Church does it really beautiful, especially when our kids were in Catholic schools. You would, uh, on these days, you would dress up as saints, right? right? So you would right. dress up as your favorite saint, and then you would tell a little bit about your saint. Right. Um, and so you were educating all your other classmates on things that you could be and do. And, and even if you participate in trick-or-treating or you do wow. trunk-or-treat, there's so many different versions because yeah. the whole world yeah. has changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can remember when we would go out as kids, I mean, I mean, we went out. I mean, yeah. we went out in the morning, and especially it was on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah, my mother didn't know where I went and what I did, but it was a yeah. safe world. Yeah. And you could go, I, we would go with um, pillowcases, yeah. right? Yeah. And you would just get filled up with candy yeah. and come yeah. home. And yeah. it well, was, but it's a different day if now. If you so are you going to, to do that. that, you know, make sure your children understand the true meaning. Yes. And, and what's going on, and to speak about their, their saint's name, or what you know, All Hallows Eve means that the name is speaking about the Eve of All Saints. And mm -hmm. what, you need to explain that it just can't be trick or treating or right. something. And, well, th and then there's limits to what you could be doing, you know, with that as well. But you know, the, the, go ahead, Ben. And Susan Tassoni has authored a great book. Now she's done some great. She they call her the Purgatory Lady. Um, she's done some really great uh, work, and she just was on um, Bookmark with Doug. And her new book is called New Friends Now and Forever: A Story About Holy Souls. And you could get this great book on EWTNRC.com. I ordered five of them. Uh, one for our house and then one for all of our children to keep in their houses mm -hmm. so that they can explain to children because you know what you and I are going to die one day and that will have an impact on their lives and they're going to be wondering about that and this this is a way of preparing them yeah. where we don't have to be afraid or we don't have we can be sad well, I mean we won't miss we will miss each other but but we're in communion. We're in God, okay. right? Yeah, right? And so to um, to live with God, to die with God, we're all okay. Whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. Yes. That's the communion of saints. That's what we're believing, you know, that we're trusting in. We have a comment here. It says, we attend mass to honor and give thanks to the saints for their sacrifices and their love and unwavering faith in God. And on All Souls Day, we offer masses for our departed loved ones and all souls in purgatory. We visit their graves, light a candle, and bring flowers. Then we pray the rosary. And this is from Tisha from Facebook. Now, now, that, that's... now that is a great celebration. Yes, and it's excellent catechesis. Mm -hmm. That's what every family should know. If you don't know that, we need to learn that. Go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church so that you can share this vision of fraternity, of, of the communion of saints. What does that mean, the communion of saints? That we're all in union with one another, praying, encouraging one another, you know, helping those going through purgation to press on. And you know, purgatories, if you're, if you're going through purgatory or purgation, you know, you, you're heading towards heaven, you're mm -hmm. not heading towards hell. And we just assist them along the way to pray. And they could possibly be praying for us as well. And it's so comforting, you know, because when we're separated from our loved ones that we see no more, it's comforting to participate in knowing that we are always connected in prayer. I, we lost our parents. Neither of us have living parents. Um, but we pray for them, right? We pray for them. We have a, we have an, I have an end table in our home where all of our deceased relatives, and I, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, 
your family, my family, friends, yeah. friends, loved ones that we cherish, and we have a picture of them all there. And and it's good to see their faces and to pray for them and to be connected to them and to ask them to pray for us yeah. because we are one in Christ. Here's another comment. I go to the cemetery and place flowers for my in-laws and my mother. This is Norma from Facebook. Yeah. That's something that's being lost that can't be lost. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're near a cemetery where your parents are laid to rest or loved ones or friends that you know. So I, I always love to go to the cemetery, especially for All Souls Day. And, you know, by the way, my mother passed away on Halloween mm -hmm. when I was five. And I really didn't know that Halloween was All Souls. So I, I went to church on Sundays. My family were good Catholics in that way. But I didn't know the feast days. I thought Halloween was just Halloween. It's All Hallows' Eve. And she passed away, you know, on that date. And I hated Halloween mm -hmm. because my mother died on that date. But I didn't know that it was all, all Saints Eve. Mm -hmm. Once I learned it was all Saints Eve, I said, "Oh, that that sounds like a sign that my mm -hmm. mother died, you know, right on All Saints, you know, Eve, All Saints Day." And even as a little boy, as I grew up, even without my family, I would go to the cemetery alone, mm -hmm. and I prayed her grave, mm -hmm. and and to honor her in that way because we believe in the resurrection of the dead, not just souls. And souls uh, going through purgation, going on to heaven. That's not the final thing. The body's raised up. Mm -hmm. Those bones, those ashes, whatever they are, in the twinkling of an eye, they'll be raised up from the grave. Do you believe that? That's the teaching of the Catholic faith. Not just the soul, but the body. And that, you know, we will be united with the Lord and with one another. Mm -hmm. That's our sincere hope if we persevere to the end. So thanks for your comments and for your sharings. And we'll be right back. There's plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, thank you so much for all of your comments on our call-in show today. Before we wrap up our show, we're going to go straight to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis, who has some very important news for us. Now, Joan, what's the latest news from Rome this weekend? Well, greetings from Rome, from my home to your home, and Rome, where huge sighs of relief could be heard very audibly around the Vatican as the Synod for Synodality concluded its almost four-week grueling work session with Mass in St. Peter's Basilica on Sunday. Now, the Synod, of course, began in 2021, and it will only end next October with another large gathering in Rome with the same participants who, who were here this year. Now, Saturday night, very late as a matter of fact, the participants did present the interim synthesis document, and this looked at proposals and suggestions coming out of the Senate discussions in these last weeks. Now, it was uh, just over 40 pages long. There were 20 different categories voted on, but paragraph by paragraph, everyone had to vote on the document. Voters, of course, included the bishops, also non-bishops and, and lay members. Now, interestingly enough, the word synodality had quite a number of different meetings for participants in the synod, and yet the entire document was focused on establishing a more synodal church. 
Um, as I mentioned, there were 20 different topics ranging from the dignity of, of women to the Bishop of Rome in the College of Bishops. And I guess you all know the Bishop of Rome, of course, is the Holy Father. Now, among those topics discussed, those 20 different topics, there were reflections and proposals on increased roles for women and laity in the church, the ministry of bishops, priesthood, and the diaconate, the importance of the poor and migrants, that's pretty much always there, new languages and renewed structures, digital mission, ecumenism, and abuse. And the document did look at new ways, as it said, for the church to, quote, discern controversial topics. Now, those are the topics that the media has been calling hot-button topics, such as uh, women deacons or uh, blessings for, for same-sex um, unions. And, but interestingly enough, the term LGBTQ, which was used in the Instrumentum Laboris, the working document, did not appear in the final document, although gender identity and sexual orientation was discussed. Now, other events of the last few days included a, a rather brief letter to the people of God from the Synod, and then also a, an important talk by the Holy Father, in addition, obviously, to his, his homily on Sunday. So what we await now is a kind of specific agenda for what's going to happen between this Synod and the final act next October. And now, just to change uh, lanes for, for a minute, here we are, of course, approaching the month of November when we commemorate and honor the dead. And we do so on the Feast of All Saints and All Souls. And on uh, November 2nd, the Feast of All Souls, the Holy Father will celebrate Mass at 10 a.m. in Rome's War Cemetery. He's done a lot of Masses on that date in cemeteries in and around Rome. And then on the 3rd, the Pope will preside Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, and he will commemorate, of course, the late Pope Benedict XVI and all the cardinals and priests who died, uh, the cardinals and bishops who died over the past year. So on that note, back to you, and have a blessed All Saints and All Souls Days. Joan, thank you so much for that wonderful report, and pray that this day you're encouraged of God's love for all of humanity especially his people who name his name, who are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May you rejoice and call down the angels and saints upon your life and upon your, your family. And may you be one that is not sorrowing without hope. There's so mm -hmm. much to cry about, to weep about, but blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes in Jesus Christ. Join us next time for an interview with Mary Rose and Ryan Verrett. We'll be discussing their new book, as well as the joy of the gospel, in marriage and in the family. You're an important part of this EWTN family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.